don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. It's November 2nd and time for your Social and Six update. As always, we're bringing you the six most important news stories from the ever-changing landscape to fill you in on the news you might have missed and to give you plenty to talk about in our Facebook group. So without further ado, let's get started. That partnership will enable Shopify's 1 million merchants to easily advertise their products to TikTok's 100 million monthly active users. First, TikTok is making moves in social commerce with a new Shopify integration. This is a massive update and very welcome news for brands and media buyers. The integration means that Shopify merchants can now create targeted marketing campaigns and see how they perform on TikTok without leaving Shopify. TikTok will let them create and connect their TikTok for Business account and run in-feed shoppable video ads directly from Shopify. All they'll have to do is choose the products they want to feature and the video ads are automatically generated and will convert people to their Shopify stores to check out. Shopify also said it will be rolling out ready-made templates for shoppable TikTok ads to cater for different size shops. The TikTok channel on Shopify is currently live and accessible to all merchants in the US and will become available in other markets in North America, Europe and Southeast Asia in early 2021. Now, TikTok has made a direct effort to court advertisers in 2020, creating its TikTok for Business umbrella brand, rolling out a self-serve ad platform and expanding user targeting capabilities. And despite this year's kerfuffle with Trump, media buyers continue to spend very generously on TikTok. This move is just the latest of many steps that TikTok has taken in a very short period of time and demonstrates TikTok's goal to be a serious contender when it comes to driving online sales. Oh my God, how sweet is this from the NARS team? It's a rose gold name necklace. Super sweet. Aw, thanks NARS. Love it. Next up, Instagram has made two changes to live streams and made plans to crack down on dishonest influencers. So a few updates from Instagram here, the first being that they are extending the time limit for live streams from one hour all the way up to four hours for all users worldwide. The change is meant to help those who've had to pivot to virtual events due to coronavirus, and I'm sure you'll agree it will come in handy for a lot of accounts considering that live streaming has increased by 70% since the pandemic started. As well as extending the time limit, Instagram is also updating the Live Now section, which shows up in IGTV and at the end of live streams. And this will send people to more lives and recommended live streams to help with discoverability. If that wasn't enough, they're adding a new option to let you archive your stream for up to 30 days, which I know will come in handy for a lot of you. The second story from Instagram today is that they're introducing new measures to weed out hidden advertising following an investigation by the CMA. By hidden advertising, they of course mean influencers who aren't working hard enough to disclose sponsored posts and paid promotions. Instagram will now outright ask influencers to confirm whether or not they've received an incentive from a brand to promote a product or service before they're allowed to publish a post about it. As well as that, Instagram has designed a new algorithm to spot hidden advertising and they've said they have plans to roll out the paid partnership label to all users for the first time. In like one fell swoop, we went from like 40 million really hardcore, amazing players on PC to in this web era, Flash games being embedded directly in the most social website of all time, and then suddenly 400 million people. Now, Facebook has stepped into cloud gaming and a feud with Apple. Facebook is building a console gaming competitor focusing wholly on mobile games. So why would people want to cloud stream mobile games that your device is already capable of running locally? 
Well, Facebook wants to get people into games faster and remove the friction between someone seeing an ad for a game and playing it. Users can play games without downloading anything, but if they do choose to download the game from the App Store, they can pick up where they left off. Facebook's cloud gaming service will launch on the desktop web first and then Android, but sadly not on iOS, thanks to what Facebook is calling usability restrictions outlined in Apple's terms and conditions. Now, hopefully those politics can be resolved soon so iOS users can enjoy this feature too. But the smart thing about this update is that although Facebook isn't working with huge studios like EA Games to make their console games playable on phones and laptops, by using streaming, it can deliver free mobile games faster and in more places. It might seem less ambitious than what other tech giants are doing on the surface, but it kind of makes more sense because Facebook isn't pushing its fairly casual gaming audience to suddenly buy Call of Duty or trying to convince dedicated console gamers to ditch their favorite hardware in favor of a Facebook product. All it's doing is reducing the friction of trying new games without leaving Facebook, where 380 million people already play games every month. I'm going to pause here for a minute to tell you about a brand new series that our US Managing Director Oliver Yonchev and Creative Director Cathal Berrigan are doing at the moment with Social Media Week. It's called Talking Memes and you can find it at smw.plus forward slash discover or you can click the direct links to each episode, which we recently shared on our Twitter and LinkedIn. There are currently two episodes out. The first is on gaming and TikTok, and the second is about influencer marketing, with a third episode already filmed and due to drop very soon. So do check that out, especially those of you listening in the States, because they are dishing out some expert advice on US brand strategies. Now, back to the stories. Huge update here, WhatsApp will now let you shop directly from chats. Facebook has finally confirmed its plans to make WhatsApp a shopping tool by letting users buy products from businesses without leaving the app using Facebook Pay. Essentially, if you want to shop, you'll be able to message a brand and see their product catalogue. Obviously, this holds a huge amount of promise for brands and follows the launch of Facebook and Instagram shops and several other major social commerce features, including shoppable IGTVs. WhatsApp's move into in-app shopping has been a long time coming. If you remember when product catalogs launched, that was an early indicator that WhatsApp would be moving in this direction, and the feature will play a large role in this payment function going forward. That and the recent expansion of shoppable IGTVs are all the proof you need that Facebook is putting as much resource into social commerce as possible, and we can expect to see that continue through the end of this year and next year. Our bet is it won't be long before we see retail-focused ads and product recommendations in WhatsApp too, which is definitely an exciting prospect for brands and especially the ones that are already using WhatsApp to reach their customers. But I'm not sure how WhatsApp's users will feel about more ads. Calgary is a young and modern city with a particular Western feel. Now from Facebook, the platform is testing mini social networks called Neighbourhoods in Canada. Now, this is a really interesting update from Facebook, who seems to be doubling down on localized connections and communities with a prototype feature called Neighborhoods. Neighborhoods is currently only being tested in Canada, and it'll function as a separate space to receive posts, updates, groups, and marketplace items from others in your local area. Essentially, the new feature encourages people to post and share news in their own mini social network, of which there are several, all focused on smaller geographical areas. People can also choose what to share with their neighbours by making a new profile that shares limited information, and Facebook will naturally be using the detailed location data it collects from these users to serve them more relevant local ads. 
So from what we can see of early screenshots of neighborhoods, people will also be able to set up a neighborhood's profile for non-Facebook friends who are also using the feature. And as I said, it is only being tested in Canada at the moment, but it's very likely that Facebook will roll this out more widely if this test goes well. It's very similar to an existing hyperlocal social network called Nextdoor, which can give you an idea of how viable this kind of model is. And Nextdoor is actually now seeking an IPO value between four and five billion dollars. This community really is passionate about not only making the bleeding edge in AR, but also teaching people how to make a difference and how we can use augmented reality for good. And finally, Snapchat is expanding its AR capabilities with product scanning and 3D body tracking. So two updates from Snap here. The first is 3D body tracking technology, which Snap announced with a set of AR lenses just in time to let people don some AR costumes for Halloween. Now this is cool because the body tracking technology is the first of its kind to be made publicly available. It works across different platforms and you can use it on your front or back facing camera. The lenses that Snapchat put out with it show that this tech works by tracking 18 joints on the body and then applying 3D models to mimic your movements. From the ones we've seen so far, some of them let you try on Halloween costumes and some of them have AR characters or avatars that copy your movements as you move. As well as the body tracking, Snapchat has also updated its visual search tool to let users scan food and wine labels, getting information on everything from tasting notes to nutritional information. Now, it's no secret that Snapchat's AR capabilities are the best of any social platform, and this new tech opens up opportunities for brands hoping to provide people with ever more immersive experiences. For example, with current face tracking, beauty brands can invite users to try on their makeup. With 3D full body tracking, fashion retailers will be able to invite people to try on entire outfits. So you can see the potential there. These updates, of course, follow Snapchat's impressive run of Q3 earnings. So some huge updates from all the platforms this week, which is typical of Q3 as platforms start to prepare for the year ahead. In all of Facebook's family of apps, you can really see the role each platform is starting to play on their wider company goals. Instagram more and more is becoming a video-led social shopping channel with influencers working hard to bring in the masses. WhatsApp and Messenger are getting closer to becoming digital living rooms and realizing Zuckerberg's vision of a private-led future where videos, gaming and shopping can all happen online between close friends rather than being broadcast to the world. I'll be interested to see what becomes of neighborhoods for that reason and how it will change the way we interact with people through social channels that are more localized and hyper-targeted. Coming next week, we have a very special episode all about inclusion and representation from not one, but two guests. Firstly, Scott Morrison, and secondly, Aruj Aftab, both of whom are doing incredible work to make the media and advertising industries more inclusive. It was a truly enlightening conversation and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. <laughs>